Welcome to the Straight to the Point podcast, where your hosts, Dr. Paul Lawrence and Dr. Tyler Piron, will take a condensed look into some of the pressing, commonly asked questions from within our veteran community. Join Paul and Tyler as they get straight to the point to bring clarity and a better understanding to intriguing topics. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Paul Lawrence and Dr. Tyler Piron. Welcome to Coming Home Well, straight to the point. We have Dr. Paul Lawrence, the former Undersecretary for Benefits at the Veterans Administration, and we are going to get straight to the point on TDIU. You may say, hey, what the heck is that acronym? But if you're a veteran and you are close to 100% or you can't work, it's something you probably already have heard about but don't know a lot about. Paul, what can you tell us about TDIU? What is it? What does it stand for? Hey, great to be back with you, Tyler. Yeah, so let's pull this apart because a lot of myths <laughs> and legends. And so let's talk about it. So TDIU, sometimes called IU, is total disability on the basis of individual unemployability, sometimes just called IU, individual unemployability. Basically, if you think about it, when you get a rating, let's say you are 100%, often called P&T, permanent and total. The two parts of that are the P and the T. Permanent, meaning it is very unlikely this will ever get well. Forgive me here, loss of a limb. That's it. So that is the permanent part about it. Total is 100%. Okay. So that's kind of a framework to understand. TDIU or IU has to deal with the fact that you are not rated 100%, but the disability or the injury can be so significant you cannot find work. So let me explain. I experienced such pain, and I'm kind of making this up because I don't want to get caught in the nuances of the rating schedule. I experienced such pain that I fall asleep during the day and nobody will hire me because half the time I'm asleep at my desk. That would be an example. Or I miss so much time for my health appointments that I'm having a hard time finding a job. And finding a job isn't just getting any old job. It's often what's called sustainable employment, right? You can make a living. It's in line with your skills. So bear with me. We all love baristas, but it's not that. It's having a real job that aligns to your skill. Where TDIU comes into effect is kind of this nuance. So let me explain. If you have a disability, one disability of 60% or more, but not 100%, or two or more that total 70%, one of which is at least 40%. So again, you can go look this up to get it, okay? You may well qualify. So it's sort of like, bear with me, a big injury or a couple big injuries or disabilities that kind of get you to this point that it affects your employability, okay? Now, VA won't do this for you naturally because they don't know what your employability situation is. So the veteran has to file yet another form demonstrating that the disabilities of those categories we just or I just described leads to unemployability. So you have to demonstrate, I've applied for a job, I haven't gotten the jobs, I really am unemployable, and this disability is the cause of it. That's when TDIU goes into effect. So it can't just be a few 10%. It has to be something something significant or a couple things that I would say meet 40%, at least one 40% in total, at least 70 or one over 60. Is that right? That's right. That's right. So those That's are pretty right. so, significant injuries yeah. in, in most cases. I think it's pretty well intentioned if you think about it. Right? I'm not total, 
but I'm really to a point where my service did result in something that affects me significantly and I cannot get a job, a sustainable, sustainable employment. Now, where this matters is when you are declared TDIU, okay, you now get what paid as if you are 100%. So I looked up some stuff in preparation for our conversation. So just a single veteran, no dependents, kind of the minimum sort of thing. You're 60%, it's about $1,200 a month. You're 70%, it's about $1,500 a month. But if you're 100%, it's $3,300 a month. So you can see this really goes a long way to helping you live if you cannot go out and be employed and make a living. So during this period of time, you get more to deal with the fact that you are not able to get a job that gets you where you need to be. So the intention is, hey, we get it. You're not 100%, but we're going to pay you at the 100% because the whole point of, of the VA rating schedule is the ability to get a job or how much it's impacted your ability to get right. a job after you get out of service. Right. The foregone wages. And so there's a couple other nuances. So one is you have to sort of go back to VA every year and fill out this form and demonstrate that you're still not employable, right? So you can expect additional paperwork, but it sort of makes sense because these are seen as not permanent disabilities. So they could get better and you could get well and your situation could change. So that makes sense. Where the real rub kind of happens though, is when veterans go to talk about some of the benefits that they would traditionally get if they were P&T or 100% service connect, right? So you get these questions, well, I'm being paid as if I'm 100% service connected, but I'm not able to access any of the state benefits or any of the other benefits that come from being 100%. Because my letter will really say you are in fact 60% or 70%, but being dealt with TDIU. But the point is, it never says you're 100% in your letter. So that causes a lot of confusion and leads to somewhat mis-expectation, mismanaged expectations. So a veteran who goes through the TDIU process and is successful will certainly get the more money I just gave an example of, but will have a, never have a letter that says 100% in this, this special category. So that would be like the to sort of the state benefits, like uh, real estate taxes or exactly. property taxes or exemptions yeah. from tuition, uh, like we have here in the Commonwealth, those sort right. of things. Um, right. What about the other benefits, like being able to go to the Veterans Administration for health care or dental? I know that's 100%. There's varying things. Yeah. Does You'll the VA still... treat it like 100% for those? No, benefits? they'll still go. No, they'll still go back to your rating. So you'd be rated 60% in this example, and you'll be in the prioritization category for 60% service connected, not 100% service connected. So that's that's where I think people again have the misaligned expectations. So is the expectation that you can't do any job. So if you are TDIU and you do have a job, it's just you're not fully employed, you're underemployed. Is that count? Like, or can you sort of work, sort of not? Like uh, we talked about the barista just a moment ago. If you have a part-time job, is there anybody yeah. checking that? Well, yeah. Well, it's somewhat of the honor system. So let's be honest. But when you fill out the form, you're going to have to demonstrate that. You, so let's give an example. I'm underemployed because there's limited hours I can work because of this. I can't stand on my feet for more than three hours a day, which makes it very unlikely to do what I want to do, where I, I would be a teacher. I would stand all the time. So I could be a barista for short periods of time. 
you'd have to demonstrate that the disability really constrains your ability to earn a living. So again, you can kind of get to yes easily if you can imagine it. You can also imagine, geez, this is really terrible to think about people who could manipulate the system. And that is unfortunately possible. Well, sure. So based on that, who should apply for TDIU? Obviously, we went over the criteria, but there's there's a lot of ways to approach a problem. Yeah. Well, there's there's a couple of things going on. So first, let's kind of, if you really think your disability has been underrated, you can go back and apply for an increase. You can go through the appeals process. Tyler, and I know you've had guests on here who've described both of those. So I'd urge folks who don't understand what that is in detail to go back to listen to some of the previous descriptions from service offers from the Virginia Department of Veterans Services, for example, and others. So let's kind of pull this apart, okay? But if you think, no, this is fair, I've been treated fairly and I'm 60% or a combination of 70%, but I really am limited in my ability to make a living in the way that I, again, significant significant employment opportunities. Those are the folks should apply. And it would it would be a conversation just like we said. This disability affects me somehow so that I cannot do the things required by the job. Standing to be a teacher, for example, being present 40 hours because I'm missing significant amounts of time because of care or because of the you know, implications of this disability, right? Sleep withdrawal or something like that. So that's what it's really intended to be and, and therefore help you through that period of time. I mean, it sounds like a wonderful program. It's recognizing that there's things that don't always get covered in the rating right. schema and the idea that sometimes, especially in uh, times where you're trying to get a lot of treatment back and forth, maybe it's a temporary thing uh, while you get back on your feet after surgeries or whatnot, and, but you're not 100%, so that's a, a period of time. Is there anybody that really shouldn't go and apply for TDIU? If well, they're obviously, yeah, obviously we don't want to think about people defrauding the government. That is generally not a good thing because when when you do get caught, you'll eventually pay the money back and you may have to do some consequences, perhaps jail time or something like that. So we don't want people not doing it. But as you know, I mean, I think we've talked and you've had other guests have done this. Having a good service officer can really help you figure out what's appropriate and what's not. They can look at your situation, the veteran situation, and based on what they've seen for lots of veterans say, no, this makes sense, or no, this doesn't make sense. You're stretching and pushing the boundary, or yes, this is perfectly logical given your situation. That's something just to be to be aware of. So I would say, if you think you're in this situation, apply. There's no consequences for getting denials. It'll help you better understand. But I do think a good service officer can really, you know, help you understand this and do the right thing practically. So if you are less than 100% and you can't work because of your disabilities, go apply for TDIU. That's what it's there for. It pays you at the 100% rate, but you don't get all the permanent and total benefits that your state may have or the Veterans Administration may have. So you're getting paid at the higher rate and it's significantly higher. It's almost double. Uh, you're going from 70% to 100%. The math is the VA math. It jumps. It's a. It's not. It's a logarithmic. It's not additional. It's a significant jump. But if you're in a non-expensive place, that's enough money to live on. That's right. that's a pretty good, especially since it's not taxed, and you can get an apartment and be able to feed your. It's not going to be a luxurious uh, existence, but it's certainly going to be a lot better than a lot of other opportunities or circumstances may prescribe otherwise. So it's it's definitely a, a fail-safe. 
if that is the case, that your disabilities make it you can't work. And so it's a it's a good thing there. What is the most important thing that we should take away from the TDIU conversation? You do have to fill out a special form if you think you met, like you just described, the criteria and you need it. You have to fill out a special form. You'll have to demonstrate the disability or the injury is, in fact, affecting your ability to get employment. Okay, so the onus is on the veteran. Okay, and then you're just going to have to demonstrate how that is done. So you'll be asked about your work history, how you applied for jobs. You may have to reveal, yes. I got fired because I couldn't do it or whatever, but people are do understand situations. So you just must demonstrate unemployability because of the disability. We've been talking with Dr. Paul Lawrence as this has been straight to the point with coming home well. Dr. Lawrence, thank you so much for coming on and sharing uh, this really important information. Great to have been with you again, Tyler. Thanks for joining us on Straight to the Point with Dr. Paul Lawrence and Dr. Tyler Piron. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. Want to keep up with Dr. Lawrence? Connect with him on LinkedIn. You can also follow us on Instagram at comminghomewell underscore BTS or on Twitter at comminghomewell. Thanks again. And until all are home and all are well, this is Coming Home Well.